1: Yeah. Live. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hello? Who's yes, who's on the call now? Uh, uh, this, this is, is Brenda. Hello? Brenda.
2: Brenda. Oh, okay. Anybody else? Uh, Pastor Earl Shank. All right, uh, Earl. How you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Good. Uh, well, I'm not doing so good, I broke my foot. You broke Mm my foot? I tore some
0: some ligaments in it and I got some bone
2: chips in it, you know. Oh boy. So they gave me a
0: cash
1: shoe. Right foot? Yeah. Okay. Who do we have in Northwest Indiana? This is uh, Pastor
0: Cheryl.
2: Pastor Cheryl, how are you tonight? I'm good. How are you? Good. All right. Pastor Cheryl, would you be so kind as to open up with prayer? Absolutely. She's she's on the phone.
0: Father, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. We do thank you for your goodness and your mercy. We thank you for your wisdom and your kindness. We thank you, Father, for all wisdom comes from you. Father, we thank you for this roundtable discussion, Lord God, where we can learn more about how you would expect for us to fulfill the ministry that you have called us to. Father, we ask that our ears and our hearts be open that we can be obedient to you in all that you have called us to do. And we thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, Earl, you're back from Mexico, I see, huh? Yes, I am. About two days. All <laughs> of oh, that? Two days' worth. Yeah. So would you like to tell us or share
1: some of your experiences from being in Mexico?
0: Um, uh,
2: what I'd like to share is... Uh, when when people go to different countries to minister, it's it's always helpful to know somebody in the area uh, that knows the ropes, and don't overhear all the negatives uh, around the areas that you're going to. Uh, sometimes newscasts will talk about a murder or uh, some crime or something like that. But if you look in your own backyard, while I was away, Richmond, where I live, had a murder. And so where I was had no murders. So is it safer to be in an area you know or is it safer to be in an area you don't know? If you walk by faith and not by sight and you're going by the leading of the Lord, then you're definitely going to Be covered in His protection and His uh, angels, and uh, the the guardian angels will be traveling with you. So you got to go in faith and in His authority. Uh, Otherwise, it's just a vacation. So when when uh, we traveled, uh, went down on on the airport. to Atlanta from Dayton. Uh it's about an hour and a half trip and then we had to transfer from there into uh an airplane Delta is what we flew and went into Guadalajara and then we took a car taxi ride uh of about 40 minutes to Ajijic, A J I J I C. Well, The people there are mostly Catholic, and there's a lot of people that uh, have faith and believe in God and definitely feel the spirit moves and the presence of the Lord. So um, what what I did was I was with uh, other people, and they would ask, Uh, persons on the street, if they believed in in Jesus or believed in God, and if they said yes, then we could start up a small conversation about the pain or the the problems that we noticed them having. Like if you see a limp or if you uh, see an affirmity or something like this, if you can tell that they're in pain, Then you go into uh, questioning if they believe that God can heal them. And when they say yes, they believe God can heal them, then another person will say, uh, do you believe that that he heals through touch from another person or healing from uh, laying on of hands? And when they say yes, then they're actually affirming their faith uh, by confessing their faith and the confidence they have in the scriptures concerning. And so when, when this was all confirmed by another person, then they would introduce them to me. And so it was like, do you want someone to lay hands? I know somebody that would lay hands, and they say yes. Well, then they turn to me, and then I would step up, and I would lay hands on the people. And what this does is we have figured out, while we were in at least Mexico, uh, if if I approach people and ask them if they believe in God and want the healing and want to know if I should lay hands on them, then it's almost putting them on the spot to say, you know, they may say, yes, I'll take more effort, but they may not truly want them because you have applied a little bit of pressure to them. So when other people introduce you and and tell them that they know somebody that can do this, then it's built their faith up and matched the faith of the person that's asking. And then when you lay hands, or when I laid hands, they were already expecting something to happen. And so... Of the probably 90% of the people that we thought needed a hand uh, laid on them for healing, those 90% that said yes, every one of those people got benefit from hands being laid on them. Um, there was a, a doctor's mother who was 95 that had uh, chronic Uh, arthritic pain and uh, after I laid hands on her then she told her mother or her daughter that she was pain free and I went back about two weeks later to see them again and she, she wanted me to lay hands on her again although she was free from the pain so you know, that's that's kind of uh, uh, of a miracle because when you're in arthritic pain, that usually doesn't go away. So I guess she was expecting the arthritis to go the second time,
1: but I haven't heard
2: yet. Um, okay. Then, uh, just hold on a second there. Does anybody have any questions they want to ask Earl about uh, what what he ran into or what he did or? Uh, how anything in Mexico is different than what it is in the
1: United States. It's
0: Pastor Cheryl. I, I think um, I recall in a discussion with uh, Pastor Shank that he mentioned something about the way they think there. There's a cultural difference in how how they look at God
2: or how they look at faith if you could explain that um it's it's kind of interesting because you're actually dealing with a multicultural uh people down there in the area that I was people from Canada would fly in during the winter months and some of them stay and then people from the United States during the winter months go down because the uh, weather is so so constant all year round, and so when the w- cold weather gets here, they would go to the warm weather so you got basically uh the United States, both Eastern and western, and some mid america and you have uh the Canadians there, plus you have the mexicans and uh the predominant uh Mexican belief is uh Catholic. Now the other range from anywhere from Buddhist to, uh, um, oh, what, what is it? It's uh, Muslim. Pardon me,
1: Muslims.
2: Yeah, you have a Muslim belief there. Uh, you also have, um, um, so AK. I can't remember what it stands for. Um, um, like no, it, it's a name that I've not come across until down there um, But it's it's a type of Hindu uh, type of belief and, and some people believe in uh, reincarnation or multi-live, past lives Things like that But if you skip past all that there's a God consciousness, and they can really feel the presence of the Lord. Some of them call it energy, and some of them call it uh, God consciousness, and uh, it, it's, it's a, a wide variety of thought process, but they can tell if you're real or fake, and, and they, they can uh, actually read your mail in some aspects of uh, how you think pretty quickly, um, and things like that. So, uh, let's see, I'll have to look it up. But uh, it's uh, a vast variety of people, but when you ask them if they believe in God, uh, it's it's almost like uh, the 12-step program where they believe in a higher power. And somebody, you know, they all believe in, in something. Uh, one guy believed in healing, but he didn't say God. But he still got benefit. So it's it's not so much that you're preaching to them about Jesus Christ and dying on the cross, but if you befriend these people, you can talk to them and you can then start sharing your faith. You don't go in with a uh, a message per se. You go in with the demonstration of the power of God, and when 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 God steps in, He opens the door, and then He gives you things to say and how to say them in that very hour, and so you can start feeding them Jesus. But like any meal, if you overeat at any one meal, what happens? you get sick. So you got to be wise as a serpent and gentle as a dove, so, uh, harmless as a dove, so that you can continue to be welcomed, c- continue to talk with them, to uh, meet with them and share the gospel in in a version that they can understand and not all at once. You know, some messages we go into, uh, in a a uh, church setting, and some people know that they aren't going to be asked back, and some people want to preach Genesis to Revelations all in one message. And and you've got to be wiser than that, especially when you're dealing in a culture that you don't quite understand. Um, and so you've got to pretty much watch your P's and Q's and your etiquette uh,
1: as much as possible. If
0: I if I may ask another question, did you ever experience, as you say according to the scripture, with uh signs and wonders and demonstration of power, did did anyone ever ask you like which God did the healing or anything like that?
1: I was asked several times by
2: several people <laughs> who do I give my credit to or who gives me the ability to heal the sick or lay hands on people? And so then I simply say Jesus. And some people say if, you know, when they say they believe in Jesus, they say he does healing connected to Jesus. He's in connection with Jesus. And so, uh, you know, since there are so many different things going on out there, you have to identify sometimes directly. Because if you deny him before man, he'll deny you in heaven. You won't get the same results, and you won't be you won't be welcomed back. In my opinion, uh, because God won't give you the grace to go if you're not going to give him the credit when you're there.
0: Okay.
2: Uh, so you know it talks about that, and the scriptures giving giving God the glory. So when asked, I I simply say Jesus. You know God gives me the the gift. And and one person even said, well mine comes from me and my experience and da da da. But I think they were talking more about their perfected technique for like a massage type healing. Because they they have been in that realm for twenty twenty five years, and so when I said Jesus, uh, you know they they were well mine comes from me, and I I said well I don't debate you know uh, I don't debate this, and and so that kind of stopped that conversation. But we came back around to agreements and and. Discussions discussion, and and they opened up a little more, and we kept going, but uh, you cannot deny God when you're asked specifics. It, it's almost like the girl from Columbine, Rachel Scott, when she right. was asked straight blank in front of a gun, do you believe in God, or do you believe in Jesus? uh if you deny him will spare your life. She didn't. She stood up even to a bullet. And so you gotta have that kind of a uh made up mind when you go that if you're asked specifics, you gotta know what you're gonna have to say, even to your own detriment at times. Uh and that's that's what we do. We reduce uh, stress and strain out of our lives, even to our own detriment when we start walking by faith in Christ and he tells us where to go and how to get there, you have to drop some pretty heavy baggage at times at the airport of of Jesus when he takes you on the road or takes you into this uh, walking by faith life. Um, so you got to be willing to peel layers and shed coats and and leave behind garments and, and uh, simplify. But the gateway is easy. Okay, I've got a question for you. Uh, Now that we've both been to Africa, uh-huh. uh, what do you think is the biggest uh, difference or maybe the similarities between uh, going to Africa to minister and going to Mexico to administer? Well... I believe that the uh, simplified life of those those two areas and the, the poverty that they have uh, or the things that they do have, I mean, there's wealth in both countries, but not the general public have the wealth. Wealth. So what happens is the people have got to start believing uh God for their even very existence and their family uh, um, prosperity and food. And so they develop a faith that God's going to provide. And in both countries, uh, even the kids are trying to sell and make money or uh, pay for, for uh, pesos and Mexican uh, culture and, and trying to make a living. Just like in Africa, everybody is trying to make enough money to buy simple food bases. And so their faith becomes stronger and their miracles become wider known because uh, their faith has, has been built up because God provides for them and gives them and makes ways for them. So in in the United States, uh, we have so much and we expect so much and everybody's the problem but us and things like that. We'll sue anybody if they don't do it our way. Well, in Mexico, you can't sue anybody. You're responsible for everything that happens to you. And so, if you get hit by a car, it's your fault for being there. If you run into somebody it's it's your fault unless the the insurance adjuster takes the picture and stuff. But you can't sue anybody for anything You're responsible and and in the United States, it seems like everybody else's fault but mine, and you gotta accommodate me. And and that's the prevalent uh, culture in the, the today's school systems. You know, if if Jimmy Joe Bob Jr. Uh, has a reading difficulty, he doesn't have to do anything to improve. You have to make accommodations for his lack. Well, down there and in Africa, if you have a lack, you better figure out how to survive, because not that many people are going to. Be at fault if you don't get it. Uh, it's up to you to get it, and so it's like save yourself for, from this untoward generation. And and so when when God says it's up to you to work out your soul salvation, He's putting the responsibility on you to work out your soul salvation. It's nobody's fault but yours,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and so. We uh, as a nation here step up and take responsibility for what we're doing and and who we're talking to and how we're trying to talk to them and and uh, get get the message out and it seems like uh, it, it's everybody else's responsibility but our own. Yes. Now, could you uh, give us some examples of ministry that you encounter in? Uh, Mexico? Uh, uh, All of it was uh, what you would classify as street ministry. Um, We'd either be walking and and go to pet a horse, and then in this case, the owner of the horse showed up, and he had been a bull rider in Texas, and so he spoke English and and, uh, um, Spanish as well. And so we could communicate, and he showed us his wounds from a, uh, a, a rodeo accident, and he was in pain. And when I laid hands on him after the introduction, we both started crying because of the presence of the Lord. And he grabbed my hands, and he put them on his heart when I was finished. And he said something to this effect, that amigos forever, friends forever, and I looked for him again to see if he'd bring his horses back down into the same area throughout the time that I was there, and I never saw him again, never. So your opportunity, you can't waste it when it's there. you got to strike while you can, strike when the iron's hot. And so, you know, it was that one. Uh, it was the doctor's uh, mother. um There was a uh, cab driver who had been sick for two weeks because uh, the fare wanted the air conditioning on, and it it made him sick, and uh, we shared a little bit with him, and... uh, And he allowed us to put hands on him, and he immediately felt his head open up and his stomach open up, and uh, he knew we were going fishing, and he wanted to uh, tell us about his family, and and I offered him the fish we caught. And uh, he picked us up the next day without being called. He was was waiting on us, and uh, he was a great blessing to us for being able to provide the ride and without a phone call and and uh to demonstrate healing uh for God's purpose and uh, he accepted it uh readily uh, and he even closed his eyes when we had parked the car and uh that's how he received the Lord uh in in his healing. And and he as soon as I touched him he goes Wow. And then his eyes opened up fairly quickly after that. He had they, they experienced things but when it hits them so hard and forceful it it just is amazing to them. Um, there was a lady that I laid hands on that had a uh, problem in her throat and back area. And the next day she went uh, to visit a friend of hers, and her friend was looking at her and said, "Something's different. What'd you do?" And and so she then was able to share the gospel uh, of healing to the ne- next person. And so as as we were being received and and the miracles were occurring, it's gonna start spreading around, and uh, you know with if we just uh, are obedient to the lord and and make sure that he gets the credit for what's going on uh, the lord can open all kinds of doors through the word of mouth that's the best advertisement and the best product you can produce is god uh and and so when you share that and you don't have to be the commercial and and it's the word of mouth people are going to start coming for for ministry of all kinds, and then you can start sharing the gospel in a message that would be open and received, and uh, you'll be able to expound upon the gospels and scripture. They don't want to to read a book or, and hear stories that some people say are fables and myths and, and those kinds of things. They want the result and closeness of God. They they have heard of him. They believe in him. They want to experience him, and then they can receive the, the rest of it. It's just like when Jesus went to the 5,000. He fed them and then shared with them. And shared with them, and then fed them. They they come, and and God demonstrates, and then people are, are open uh, more more readily when when they find out that Jesus was producing miracles, and found out where he was. They flocked towards him because of the miracles that they'd heard about. And then they wanted to hear what he had to say and and be produced uh, and have results produced on them and for them and for their friends that they brought. It's just they're open to God's power, and then they'll be open to his word, and then they'll be able to be saved. Yes. Yes, very good. Uh, are you planning uh, to go back anytime soon? Well, uh, they—I uh, retired from teaching this summer uh, after 37 years to free up some time, and uh, there's there's a, a desire on their parts to have me come back in January. And when I started talking to some people. God was giving me uh, his God bumps that reminds me that uh, this is a good path. So uh, maybe in January, mid-January, somewhere in that neighborhood of time, uh, I could go back down for a while, but that doesn't mean I can't travel now and doesn't mean I won't be back here. Uh, I'm gonna free my space up for God's leading as to where I need to be and how I need to get there. And uh, I, I've I've uh, looked at simplifying my life even more. So uh, it it just it looks like traveling ministry to demonstrate the power of God would be something that He wants me to do, and uh, I have. Uh, been freeing up that task even at my own congregation so that I can travel more. Yes. All right. Well, sounds like you had quite an exciting time down there. Um, the people received me so well that uh, one of the uh, hotel uh, people that are in charge of Catering to your needs, and if you had a desire, tell them and they'll go get things for. He, on his own time, and uh, went out and got a gift and brought it back when he was not working and gave it to me. And uh, I found out that he was a boxer. And I told him about our dad that was a a Golden Glove boxer, and so we had that in common. But he didn't know that, and I didn't know that until the last day, even after the gift. And I started to try and give him a, a tip, and he said, I'm not doing that for this, and that he wouldn't take my money and uh, he freely accepted uh, my friendship and freely offered this gift. And to be received like that from a complete stranger whose job it is to be nice, going out of his way to be nice, even outside of his job, uh, was amazing to me because you don't get that kind of courtesy so much here in the States. Uh, when when you're in need, they want to help. Now, if you ask directions, they want to help so bad. Even if they don't know they may help you, but you'll get lost. But you got to know the questions and the directions and the places you're at and know what you need when you're asking people for assistance. But I heard stories where there was an elderly person that fell on the cobblestone and like five people rushed to help him up and none of them knew each other. And everybody's got a smile on their face to you. Uh, if if you're smiling, they're going to smile back. Um, it, it's just a, a whole new culture uh, that used to be when we were growing up we could walk into our neighbor's house without knocking. Well, that's not necessarily what I'm talking about, but that friendliness, that uh, community sense about them that's there now we've heard stories about all the crime and all the this and all the that and if you went down there and left your keys in the car it, it the car's probably going to get stolen just like in a big city here the car's probably going to get stolen and if you walk down the streets you'll notice that almost every yard uh has a wall that has uh, wire on top to prevent you from going over. Um,
1: but but w- what happens is, since you're responsible for yourself, you protect what
2: you have so that it doesn't get taken. But if you, if you're protecting and watching your stuff, I mean, nobody's gonna bother it and. You know, you've you got to watch what you do, because in a poverty-stricken area, crime seems to be higher, but that doesn't mean that their crime is going to be uh, in such a, a state that you're going to be robbed. Or I know people that were walking in in 3 and 4 o'clock in the morning. Uh, they feel that safe in the community. But uh, every bar, every window has a bar on it, um, and every every door has a lock on it. And uh, so they're, they're protecting, but everybody during the day is courteous. Everybody at night seems to be uh, doing what they're supposed to be doing. Uh, it's just one of those things where, you know, you can find crime anywhere you want to look. And, and so what do you publicize um, and what do you believe in? So if if God is sending you, he's going to protect you to the degree that he has a job for you to do. And so you do what the Lord has led you to do, and you walk by faith in it. And uh, I, I felt very comfortable there. I felt very uh, at home there and, and just like I, I felt at home and comfortable in Africa, Africa has its own security and things like that. So you take your precautions. You do what you're supposed to do. I never heard anybody uh, honking at anybody to get out of the way uh, in in the automobiles. Um, they were courteous. They they kind of drive. Where they want to go, but you know you got to watch for people, and they watch for you, and and uh, you know everybody seemed really, really courteous and, and helpful and friendly, and that's the impression I got. And and they feel the presence of the Lord there a lot more than the United States, and they're more open to receiving uh, the power of God than it feels like even in your home church. Uh, it's it's like a prophet is without honor save his own home you know mm-hmm. and and so uh, it, it was a blessing to minister down there um, people were really really blessed and I was being blessed um, and there's an opportunity for me to work uh, with a uh, cardiologist doctor, and an endocrine doctor uh, husband and wife team. And they have a 10-room hotel and several other little houses that they can rent and have healing seminars. And, and uh, they have a heated swimming pool and a whole bunch of beneficial uh, health things. And they want me to come down and work with them and lay hands on people. And uh, so they they even want me to help manage the area. So, wow. I mean, <laughs> I, I got a place to go and things to do if I want to walk through that doorway. Yes. Is there any other uh, questions that somebody might have
1: that they would like to ask uh, Pastor Earl? Well, Roa, why don't don't you continue your narrative
2: then? Why don't I continue what? Your narrative of what you were doing and so forth. What what would interest us? I'm sorry, Dave. I I, I couldn't quite catch all that, try it again. Yes. Uh, Would you continue your narrative of, of your time there and Oh, and, uh, yes. um, and just sure, Uh, sure, um, let's see, um, it seems like, um, the, the trips that you take, um, like I went to Puerto Vallarta, uh, initially to, uh, make sure I got some deep sea fishing in, um. Uh, you can you can upset the apple cart if you're not uh, watchful. Uh, I was going to go out on a boat, and uh, some other people could not go on that boat for uh, lack of desire to be on a small boat out in the ocean. And so I canceled that contract. And to do that, uh, I went ahead and paid the guy more than... Uh, I needed to, but it upset him, but it made room for everybody else, so you really gotta know what the Lord wants you to do before you strike a bargain because your word is is only as good as as you are, and you are only as good as your word, and if you're following god's word that'll that'll ensure that you are uh walking in his will and working for him. So you got to watch your presentation. And so that, that grieved my heart. And I could tell uh, that, you know, I uh, didn't want to grieve anybody there, especially when I'm in a culture that, that I don't quite understand fully. So you got to be genuinely careful when you go to make a deal, make sure that your deal is, is what you're going to stand behind or you've got to make it, make it right, make it good. Um, uh, but uh, the Lord provided a fish, uh, three tuna. One was a yellowtail that was 20 pounds and barracuda, about eight of those. And we were able to give those away even to the cab driver that came and got us. Uh, and it blessed him and his family they're grateful for anything you give them and they noticed that the Americans tip better than the Mexicans, and so they they cater to you, but don't take advantage of it i mean you you want to be uh as open to them as they are to you, but don't uh don't go in just you know handing all your money away because <laughs> Fool and his money will soon part. Uh, what you need to do is know the the currency and learn it as quickly as possible. No uh, ask questions before you go anywhere. Like uh, when we were leaving the hotel, we'd ask the hotel bellhop. Uh, how much is this taxi ride going to be? And then they would tell us, and then when we asked the driver how much it would be, they had to match up or we didn't get in the the, the taxi. That way you wouldn't get caught with an overcharge, and then you tip what you want. Um, we left a computer, actually, in uh, one of the taxis, and he brought it back around, But uh, we had stopped and got food and gave some of the food and drink to the taxi driver. So he was more apt to be friendly back to us, but we still had to tip him to get the computer back. And and sure, he wanted more because he knew it was expensive, but but he was honest enough to give it back to us. And so that could have been a, a minor tragedy. So, you know, there's there's your computer gone and all the stuff that was on it. Uh, but it was returned to us. Um, and so God God watches over your stuff, but you got to watch over your stuff as well. Um, uh, I'd say 100% of the people that uh, had hands laid on them were benefited. And a lot of them were, were strangers. They were... Uh, um, a, a an owner of uh, a restaurant that uh, I had met last time I was down there, and this time uh, he had a uh, a vein problem, a blood problem. Wouldn't the veins weren't letting the blood flow up to the heart properly? And so some of it was pooling and causing ulcers in his skin and his legs. And uh, I uh, was introduced to him to lay hands on him. And uh, he had been taking pain medication for two months. And uh, that night he didn't use any more pain medication and for a few days after. And then when I came back, he had been off the pain medication solidly for five days, and his pain uh was on a scale of one to ten. it was a four and he let allowed me to lay hands on him again, and the pain was down to a point five in a matter of seconds um just just through the power of god uh yeah. and and so. Uh, not only is he a restaurant owner but he's also a uh, uh a financier global finance and stuff so you know he made connection and offered his services because of that um you know he he he's just one more of those kind of people uh one guy had some Uh, shoulder problems, one guy had prostate problems, another lady had uh, muscle problems in her neck, and every one of them was getting blessed one after the other. Uh, One guy had had the flu uh, and it still wasn't feeling well, and and he was better before he left the restaurant at my retirement party. Uh, it, It just... Was blessing after blessing after blessing, and and uh, God's showing Himself uh, and
1: and uh, causing people to see Him and and acknowledging Him. It's just, it's been marvelous. Wow! So it
2: was uh, a great time in the Lord. Then I take it.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Does anybody else have any questions? Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is uh, Pastor Griffin. I'm just uh, catching you at
2: the end. And uh, just glad uh, to hear uh, what you've done
1: uh, in the Lord, uh, Pastor Sink. That's all I want to say. And, uh, Thank you. well, yeah. well one one more story that you would like to share
2: um, coming back uh this is kind of interesting um my gate was moved from uh thirty four into uh thirty six and uh i met a lady there who had a book called The Power of the Holy Spirit. And so we got to talking, and she ended up in the same row of seats that I sat in on the way back uh, because of the tickets. So we shared uh, a bunch of Jesus going uh, back to Dayton, Ohio. And there had been somebody from uh, Christ Connection Ministries where I was out at, and uh, she had grandkids going to Texas. Well, come to find out, they were too young to go. And so this lady from the church went with her grandkids and on the way back was in Atlanta. And I ended up running into her, and she's on the same plane from Richmond. And I, I didn't figure I would ever see anybody, you know. It was it was kind of funny. <laughs> so the Lord just... Uh, he, he shows himself, and he has a sense of humor about it, and uh, you never know who's going to be watching and uh, who's going to be seeing and asking questions and telling the stories. So whatever you do, you got to be uh, uh, doing it for the Lord, and then uh, your, your good will not be evil spoken of.
0: I do have a question, uh, Pastor Shane. What were your accommodations like? Um,
2: I was in a condominium that was owned by some Canadians, and uh, in the off season you can rent it for about five hundred dollars, or uh, in the on season it was uh, about seven fifty, and it. Had two bedrooms, two bathrooms, uh, complete kitchen, uh, living room, dining room area. They have uh, TV. It was a gated community, and the guards opened and closed the gates. And there was a taxi ca- uh, uh, cab driver, uh, no, a trip trip uh, manager for the Puerto Vallarta. They came to the gate and... Uh, he parked them over on the side and came to our door rather than sending them. And they tried to call us, but I didn't answer uh, the phone because I didn't know anybody would do. You know, I didn't answer the phone. And so he came to the door and took me out to meet them rather than sending somebody to the door. So. The community was gated, and a lot of the uh, communities have security guards just uh, for your own protection also, and they they, uh, have uh, either gated like ours was or patrolled areas. The police uh, patrol the streets. Uh, They have their cars and duties. Um, I've been told that if you get pulled over for speeding or something, it's uh, you show them a little bit of courtesy, uh, they'll remove you from the ticket. Uh, I, I've heard that. But then the federales who are in black automobiles, you don't mess with them unless you got big bucks. Uh, but basically, uh, the police uh, are underpaid and overworked there, and and so that's kind of how their operation is. But I never found any any uh, interaction with police officers there. Um, the rules and regulations. Uh, you can visit the country as a tourist uh, for 180 days, and you can you can rent nice hotel rooms, um, or or you can rent uh, if you go on uh, Verbo or uh, Vibo. Um and some other places like that, or just go to Ahhiek or wherever you want to stay, uh they have rentals that you can rent condos directly from uh private individuals but the the uh, streets were cobblestone. And somebody said, if you're elderly and walk on these, you'll increase your life by 10 years because it uh, increases your brain activity and works on your balance. And so they say it's a good retirement area. And there are people flocking down in that way, so it's going to start growing. And there's being uh, nursing homes and uh, assisted living facilities starting to be developed around the lake. But... The floor is mostly tile. Uh, The walls are cement that are nice, uh, finished, painted. Uh, Tile, a lot of places. Uh, Bathrooms are nice. Uh, Some of the water is filtered, and some of it is filtered better than filtered. So you mostly want to drink the bottled water.
0: Um, That was my next question. Did you drink the water?
2: (laughs) Yeah and And the interesting thing about their place uh they have sewage system, but they don't want you to flush paper products of any kind, so you have a trash can now it doesn't stink in a bathroom or anything, but that was an odd thing to get accustomed to um, The paper uh, toilet paper goes in a trash can so they some places'll let you uh flush biodegradable, but not much. You know, they don't want you to to be wasteful. They conserve everything. Uh, They have two men riding in the top of a trash truck, a third man driving and a fourth man tossing up or fifth man tossing up the bags of trash, and they recycle uh, into stacks right on the truck. Um, Some places have flies and some places don't. When you eat, Uh, All the food is good uh, that I had. Um, They use lime juice on everything because it's uh, a bacterial control. And I noticed that when I put lime juice on my skin, the flies stayed away. Um, And so, you know, if I saw a bunch of flies around where I was and I had lime in the water, I'd take it and... uh, the juice on my skin and and be basically using a natural product Uh, I met some doctors there that they use uh, uh, some medications but all of it is natural most of it is natural product a lot of people are into the herbs uh, and uh, um, homeopathic type of medications there uh, so it's a very natural and uh, community, and uh, they they like to uh, recycle as much as they possibly can. Okay, well, sounds like a very interesting place to uh, visit with
1: the mm-hmm.
2: or. Yep.
1: Uh,
2: would you like to have final words? Close this out in prayer. Are are you talking to me? Yes. Okay. Um, uh, What I suggest to people, um, if you're going to go on a mission trip, know who asks you to go. If it's an authority person and they ask, would you like to? I took that when I was going to Africa, not as a question, but as a command uh, and so I tried to make it work, but that was just because uh I feel that the authorities in my life uh you know um, have rule over you, and so when they ask a question it's it's not really a question. And sometimes you have to fleece the Lord uh, and and hope, you know. So on this trip, yes, it was a vacation, but yes, it was also, Lord, I believe you want me to go down here. Show yourself mighty and show yourself strong. If you truly want this ministry, let me know. And I think he's leading me to to know those kinds of things because he's affirming me the same way he does uh, on other things. I'm getting those same uh, internal and external um, answers to the request of the Lord that I make. And so I believe he, he is trying to uh, show me that uh, working for him is a whole lot better than trying to work for the government and work for uh, myself and, and to be a blessing to God's kingdom is going to be a whole lot more profitable for him and then beneficial to me than, than elsewhere. Um, people, when I got back, said uh, this when they saw me, you look happy and you look better than when you left. And so it it agreed with me for sure. <laughs>
1: Any other questions or comments before I pray? Okay, dear Heavenly Father,
2: we thank you for the safe trip that you have given, and we thank you for the the opportunity to serve in your kingdom. Lord God, I just ask that you would continue to bless the people that had ministry given unto them in your name. And I ask, Lord God, that you would open Mexico up to receive you more thoroughly, more fully, and with more understanding. Bless each and every one of them, Lord God, and the ones in Africa and all the countries that are ministers and missionaries going to and from. Continue to bless uh, the missionary work, Lord God, in all the countries, even the foreigners that come here to give us ministry, Lord God. Allow us to be open. Allow us to be receiving of you and to walk in your will and walk in your way so that we may be giving you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen.
2: Well, we thank you for your uh, input in tonight's roundtable. Thank everybody who's on the call, and Lord, we just ask you to give everyone a peaceful night's rest and strengthen them for
1: tomorrow. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Dave. Yeah. Uh, Did you want?
2: me to call you back or anything? Yeah, you can call me back.
1: Okay. Bye-bye. All right. All right. Thanks, Joe. Yes.